This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach, who is sitting mere feet from us right now, Chris. She's been so wonderful to sponsor this podcast for over a year now, or going on a year, somewhere around there. Um, And finally have her in the studio. She wanted to see this vast empire that (laughs) we have here. Yeah. So uh, great to have her here. You have big news. You've just moved. I did. I did. I made a, a transition. Nothing has changed about me or my service to my clients, but I made a move to a company who I just feel is um, a lot more involved in the community, uh, which I am, and they just kind of support, or they really support a lot of the beliefs that I have, and um, we give back to the community, and it just, it's just, it's living room real estate, so it is what it sounds like. All of our offices have um, a living room in the middle of some cool neighborhood in Portland and at the coast. I, There's I one next that. to you, right? Yeah, my my old <laughs> landlord was the guy out there, Hans. Oh yeah, okay. So and they're all, they do really well out there. It's it's a pleasure to see them, and their marketing is fantastic. It, so it, I think you got some yes. good support. Yeah, and we're we're tenured agents, so I really respect my my peers, and we may we we're we're a good set. And so the <laughs> reason that Leanne has sponsored this podcast is because she's into the food scene, yeah, and a lot. You know, I know your listeners are not going to listen to you to listen to me, but they're my my friends, so many of my friends are in the food business, whether they're making booze, wine, beer, serving, they're sommeliers, um, and a lot of them have made up my clientele over the years. So I just figured if that's my peer group, then why not support that and support your show? Because I love listening to you guys. Well, we we appreciate that. It's been meant the world to us. So to link up with Leanne, you just go to livingroomre.com. That's livingroomre.com. Right. And you can uh, link up that way or just go to rightatthefork.com and click on Leanne's picture. right at the fork and it is the time of the month where we get to check in with gary the foodie to find out uh, where he's been over the past month because everybody wants to know yeah everybody's wondering where's gary where's gary Mm -hmm. now if you follow gary on instagram or if you follow uh right at the fork on instagram you'll get little previews of places he's been but you know he doesn't really get into the details of what he enjoyed so uh, we got gary on the line how you doing gary oh okay why Um, just oh okay you don't sound like you're a long night last night. We could actually start. You and I had dinner together. Yeah, we did. I wasn't part of the. Uh, lo- looks like the second part of your night. Oh, God, yeah, I had no idea. I really wasn't. Well, let's talk about the first part. Why don't you talk about Firehouse? Yeah, it's not a new restaurant, but it's since in, in. I guess in the last year, it's under new ownership. So you and I enjoyed a nice dinner at Firehouse. We went early. We got the. Meatballs and eggplant on the happy hour menu and a pizza, and then went from there. I really enjoyed it. I, I love the meatballs and eggplant. I think anybody should want to go spend 10 bucks to have that dish. And, um, and I love the salmon that we had afterwards. That was great. Uh, I enjoyed the cavatelli. I, 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 I was really not that hungry last night, at least when we <laughs> ate. And I, I had, I, I had, there's a lot left over. I actually had that for lunch. Good. All gone. Oh, good. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a nice neighborhood vibe at the firehouse, yeah. and I'm glad we went. 
it's gorgeous inside. Yeah, it really yeah, I, is. It's very substantial, as we discussed, and um, there's a nice aroma as soon as you walk in the door. And I've never been there in the summertime, but I'm sure it's really nice outside on the patio. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever been, and so I'm sorry I, ma- I missed it when Matthew Busetto owned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I, I, we had, I had a nice time. Good neighborhood restaurant. It's hard for me to believe that that's so close to your home of all the rest, all the dining that you do, and you hadn't been there yet. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of sad. The P's and Q's is really also nearby, a few blocks away, and I think I've only been there twice, and that was when they first opened a few years ago. So again, in my, it's sort of in my neighborhood. Can I and, segue a little bit? Are you? Are, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to oh, interrupt no. you. I was going to say we drove by Tamale Boy on the way. Another place I want to go to. You've never been there? I really no. loved it. The table side guacamole is great. And uh, my sons were going to take me there for my birthday, but they ended up, uh, we ended up looking at the traffic situation. And so we went to a new Mexican restaurant down on Barber called Conan, C-O-N-I-N. And uh, that was our second visit. And I have to say, you know, I'm always whining about the few food choices we have in the Southwest. I thought it was great. I ordered the uh, gorditos, carnitas, gorditos, and um, I highly recommend it. It's really nice for those, especially those people in Southwest who don't feel like making the trek in traffic to go eat. Where on Barber is that? That is... Uh, Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, I don't know the exact address. It would be halfway between Barber World Foods and, let's say, the Safeway okay. on Barber. All right. You know, right there. But it was it's really nice. It's in a strip center. It used to be a, an Indian restaurant there. But it was nice. I don't mean to get in the way of your stuff, Gary, but I actually have a few. Last night I said to you, I don't know where I've been, but I have a few. So you you tell me when you would want me to uh, inject my some a couple of my new places in because well, I don't, I don't want to overshadow you. When, I, when, I, when, we, I, I, when, we, when we had dinner, I went home early, and I thought I'd was going to go just go to bed because I was just tired, getting over a cold and exhausted. But when I got home, my friend Christina said, dude, I'm at Hano. Let's go. I said, no, man. I just, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm, I took a bath. I was in my pajamas. And she said, but You need really? to Instagram that. That's the Gary nighttime routine is a bath, <laughs> pajamas. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and she finally said, come out. And she finally convinced me. So I ended up going to Hano and I, I didn't really eat or drink anything there. I just hung out with uh, Christina and Olga. Mm-hmm. Olga's uh, chef de cuisine at Kashka, and Christina's GM at Kashka. So we hung out at um, at Hanok for a little while. Like half the ind- it seemed like almost half the people there were industry. And then we decided let's go to Deadshot. So we headed off to Deadshot again. We got to Deadshot. Oh man, I didn't again. even catch that. I saw the rest of the night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you I I need to dream the way you do. You go and, to sleep and, and this is what you're doing. And then like again, half the half the half the half the people at almost more than half the people at um at Deadshot were industry. Um I saw Justin Woodward and his girlfriend Monica, so we caught up and I can name even a lot more people there, but I but I won't. But uh then we decided to go to Bithouse Saloon, and this kind of segues into Doug Adams. He's he is occasionally doing pop-ups at Bithouse Saloon with uh, Ricky Bella, who's the chef at Bithouse, who also worked for Dougie for a while, for a long while at Imperial. So 
the trick is there there is no set schedule. Check out Bithouse Saloon's Instagram account or Dougie's Instagram account if you want to go and eat some of Dougie's food before Bullard opens next year. It's a long way away, too. It's April, so it's almost a year away. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, Dougie's food is is fantastic. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. So we're going to tag him, and this is the way I'm going to get him to give me the recipe for the pimento uh, Kim cheese that he served at our PFA at Han Oak last week. I had requests from three people to get that recipe. I've texted him, and because he was probably busy at Bithouse, I haven't heard back from him on that. So you're going to so peer pressure him I'm into gonna, reeling? I'm going to podcast pressure oh, Okay, yeah. I guess that's Doug more appropriate. To, gi- to give me that recipe. It was great. So, yeah, he's a, it's a real treat to catch Dougie on the way, right? He's jumping around here and there. Good, yeah, that, good that you said- did. I wish, you know, I was... I think I had it on my mind that Bithouse would have been a good place to go or Deadshot last night, but I was actually dead, and I actually did go home and watch an episode of Fargo with my son and went to sleep. Well, I got I walked I scrambled in around one a.m. last night. Mm. So wow. yeah, um, but yeah, if you want to eat Dougie's food, he's he's spending time at Bithouse, so go find him. And some of the newer. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I want to start with some of the dishes that I've liked this month because the most one of my favorite new things I've I had uh, this month was the Bon Me Burger from Aviary. It's available only on weekdays from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And it's the first time that Sarah, who owns Sarah Planner, who owns Aviary, has put a burger on her menu. And the burger is it, there's just multiple ingredients. It has like the burger itself has lemongrass, ginger, garlic. Kefir lime, fish, kefir lime, fish sauce, fish sauce, and uh, the burger also includes white cheddar, pickled carrots, jalapenos, cilantro, QP mayo, hoisin, and a six-minute deep-fried egg that you squish before you cut it, and you have to cut it just because of the way the burger is. But really, and I, I really, really, really enjoyed um, Sarah's aviary bon me burger. So. Please go. What and, number visit was this for you to Aviary? I have no idea, like 180. 180, 180, 175. You know, I'm going to take the opportunity, as long as you're saying that, to pop it back here, and then we'll go back. I We had Greg Higgins on this podcast uh, not long ago, and he invited me to have his pizza on Monday nights. So I've been watching his Instagram, and he's been posting beautiful pizzas. And so I texted him last Monday night and said, pizza's up? And he said, Yes. I go down to Higgins, and I say to the bartender, hey, I'm here for Greg's Pizza. And he said, uh, I think he does that at his house on Monday nights, not here. So it was tough to change my brain. You know how when you have your brain fixated on one food that you're about to eat? Right. I made the switch to the burger, which wasn't, you know, but it, w- it really was a happy ending because uh, that pub burger that they have there with the garlic aioli, uh, you know, it's a classic Portland burger. The Higgins Burger. So as long as you were mentioning the Bun B Burger at um, Aviary, that came to mind. And Gary, we both know when I can have actual things come to mind from food and be able to describe them over a week later, that's a good thing, right? And I, I'm even going to, yep, yeah, I'm also going to help you here. And that another good burger, Happy Hour Burger, is Chistora. I pronounce, I think it's pronounced Chistora Burger from Urdaneta. And I know you're doing a PFA at Urdaneta. Uh, yeah, well, that's another good segue because that was the other one that I was going to mention. Uh, I went to Urdaneta with my uh, dear friend Astri a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that was just a delightful experience, and I really liked it. So much so that I called, 
we discussed doing an event. We put one on the books within a week. So um, I don't have, I didn't take notes, and I've learned a little of your secret is to grab that menu so you can go through all the ingredients. But we had some spectacular dishes, which are on my Instagram, I believe, and I'll post them again too. So Urdaneta, really nice place. And it's, how new is that? That's uh, last year. Yeah, well, it's last well, year. Last year. And I'm just getting it to getting to it now. And if you go back into our archives, you talked about it quite a bit uh, on your on your monthly updates too. And I went with the Mag- Madigans, and we had a larger meal at Urdaneta <laughs> a, few, a few weeks ago. Again, it, it was it's very underrated. One of the more underrated restaurants. In, in, in Portland, along with Rue. And I want to just mention John Lewis's cocktails at Rue. John Lewis is the bar manager there, and he makes some really delectable uh, cocktails. I just tell him, sometimes I just, just try to stump him. I don't stump him. I say, good cocktail. I'm going tonight, so you, you can't tell me there's, you can't name a specific one. It's fine. I'm happy to no, tell him. No, he, I usually go off menu. Sometimes I go All right. off menu. I, just, I tell John. John knows what I like. Oh. Good. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, interesting that we you just happened to mention that too. So and m- regarding more cocktails, Big Tone has taken over the bar program at Tusk. He's got two cocktails on the menu which are highly recommended and must get. One's called Bitter Bird, and then it's called Golden Glo- the Golden Gloves. So go to Tusk and go drink some of Big Tone's cocktails. Say hi to Big Tone for me. Okay, everybody, hi. What, what do they get if they say hi from you? Probably nothing. <laughs> well, let, how about we let him decide that? Maybe he'll do something nice, an extra garnish. And I also had an outstanding dish from Chilino, a halibut ceviche. Um, so go, go see Johnny, Dave, Johnny Leach and Dave Hidal at Chilino. Get the halibut ceviche, and always I always say the the, the chips and the salsas, chips and the salsas, sixteen dollars. I think it's sixteen dollars. I know it's a lot of money for something that normally is free, and I said that before, but it's really worth it. If they're going to charge that, you know it's worth it, and I've had it too, and it's they're delicious. I brought home a few of the sauces and the chips uh, later, so that because they were so unusual, I wanted my kids to try them. I, I thought it wasn't fair for me to just glom it all down myself. Another. Dish, I, I'm not 100% sure they're still doing it. I think they are still doing it, and that's Renata. On Thursday nights, just on Thursday nights, they, they're putting on their menu risotto, but they're finishing it off, the, the risotto, in a cheese wheel. It's, it sounds weird, but it's just fantastic. Um, so you get, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll finish, you bring the, the, basically a finished risotto, pour it into the cheese wheel, and then, then you know, stir it. You get these big clumps of um, uh, Parmesan, or Parmigiano Reggiano, and it's just, <laughs> it's one of my favorite dishes right now in Portland. They're still doing, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're still doing it on Thursday nights. Call up, at, call up Renata if you want to go on a Thursday night and just ask, are you still finishing off that risotto in the cheese wheel? That Gary that Gary mentioned on yeah, the on podcast right at the fork. Yep, that would be nice. Um, yep. uh, you know, let me ask you this because as we discussed last night, I've just started binging on Chef's Table, uh-huh. and I wrote you over the weekend and I said I think I understand why you said you were bored of Portland food scene a few week few months ago, because that food is on that on that series is incredible. Are you still? 
it was that a, was that a phase? Or are you doing? I understand in co- in the context of the whole fo- food world and Michelin star restaurants all over the world, uh, you're not getting maybe a Castagna and a few other places something like right. that experience. But are you doing okay with Port? Are well, you finding some things as, that as excite long as you? I can leave Portland occasionally. I can't leave, I, because I'm tied here somewhat. I was just at Manresa last week, and Manresa is one of the finest restaurants in the world, one of 120 restaurants in the world, approximately 120 restaurants in the world with three Michelin stars. And I go twice a year, so that, you know, that, that kind of, um, it, it, helps, it helps satiate my appetite for that type of cuisine. Yeah. And, and next week I'll be off to a single thread, which many people consider one of the, maybe the best new restaurant in the last four or five years. Because it's, it's um, it, they're operating at such an incredibly high level from the very get-go. Michael Bauer from the San Francisco Chronicle, who's been reviewing restaurants in San Francisco for 30 years, gave it four out of four stars right out of the gate. I'm pretty sure he did not do that with the French Laundry or Meadowood or Manresa or Quince or Bennu. So it's it, a single thread is is just a, from what I understand a very special restaurant. But I'll see you next week. So and, as long as I can do that, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, it's kind of like living anywhere in the winter and needing to get out. If for you it's a food thing, for a lot of people it's just a weather thing. I and and I know you like the weather too to get out and get get to some warmer weather. Right. So right. Um, you know, and I might point out before I forget, uh, you're going to be doing a special edition of your monthly updates or a special edition update uh, on San Francisco shortly. It's going to run in the next couple of months. So we'll record that soon, and we're really looking forward to that because you have spent a lot of time in San Francisco, and anybody going down there should want to listen to that episode to get some pretty good tips on where to eat well. And I hope that it, you know, I hope, hope, I hope to it, it will stay it will stay relevant for more than just a few months. So we'll see. I'm excited to try to rec- now. I'm excited to record uh, record it next month. Good. We're looking forward to it too. It's going to be uh, going to be. Fantastic, and especially since that's a, that is a city that a lot of people here will access and go to. So, so close. Yeah. Like we, an hour and ten minutes away. Exactly. And some of the new restaurants, one of the new restaurants is Big's Chicken, which is from Benny, Ben Bettinger, Jason Owens, David Kreifels, and Ben Dyer. And one, the, 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 the one thing that I, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the, the chicken sandwich at Big's Chicken. And it's in an area of town well, it's kind of sort of near Croquine, but there really isn't that much near 56th and Northeast Gleason. So it, it, it's, a, it's a nice area that deserves a neighborhood place like Big's Chicken. So, and there's open for lunch. So go enjoy the chicken sandwich. That sounds good. We got to get over there. Um, I've been looking forward to that since I heard they were doing that. And that's from uh, Ben, you know. If, if someone is unfamiliar, it's from the folks who bring us Laurel Horse Market and also Reverend's Barbecue and what, 808 as well, right? And Simpatica, yeah. And yep. Simpatica. Well, Simpatica not, is not no longer in existence. Oh, there isn't? They still don't do catering? Oh, they might. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. No, I, I believe that's what they do, yeah. They're just catering. Yeah. But, they don't, but they don't have their brunches any longer. No. Right. No. And another new restaurant is Jen Lewis's Ray Restaurant, which she reconcepted from from Lincoln. The same, it's in the same location as Lincoln, and I went with my friend 
friends Kerry and Drew, and I enjoyed. There's another burger. Now, speaking of burgers, that just the Chistora burger and the Bon Mi burger. But we got a shawarma burger at Ray. It has two thin lamb patties with harissa and iceberg. Very enjoyable. I also enjoyed the carrot hummus and with braised lamb and pumpkin seeds and duca. So go, you know, and I, it was really busy the night I, I went. So it's good to see that Ray restaurant seems to have found an audience. And good luck to Jen. Yeah, she's got a following, so one would think that she'd be able to convert the uh, Lincoln folks over to Ray as well. And in, in a new pop-up, it was called Astral PDX, and they held it. It was um, from uh, these two Chicago transplants, John Boyce and Lauren Brenneman. John works at Wares as jo- I think she's he's Joanna's number two, and Lauren Brenneman's Beast pastry chef, and Astro PDX was actually held at Beast. And it was a, it's a brunch pop-up. And so keep your eye out for Astro PDX, A-S-T-R-A-L, PDX. And, and when do they do that? Because Beast has their own brunch on Sunday. Right. It... They, they did it on a, mon- on a Monday. Oh, that's interesting. And so I, it, I, I don't know where the next location is going to be for Astro. I'm assuming it probably won't be at Beast, but I, d- I don't know. So keep your eye. They have an Instagram account. So keep your eye out for Astral PDX. Okay. I have one that I want to mention before okay. I forget because I forget so easily. You know, the new location of 50 Licks opened on Burnside and 28th. And uh, I went and got a pint of butterscotch. And Scotch has, a little, has some characters in there, just a cute cue that uh it's got some scot real scotch in there some alcohol and that's the that was really tasty i brought that over actually to peter and dougie as they were prepping for our pfa um but i hadn't had that yet uh same ice cream they have over on clinton same flavors but that one was particularly good and the shop is packed it's doing that doesn't mean stay away because depending on when you go I went mid-afternoon to grab a gift certificate for somebody, and uh, there were a lot of people in that shop. So, good to see. Glad to see Chad Drazen doing well. Yeah, I think that location's a, a much more well-thought-out location than the original 50 Licks, which I thoroughly enjoy. But I think it's just, during, especially during, during the day and early evening. I'm not even sure when 50 Licks is open near Clinton, on Clinton Street, mm-hmm. but I always enjoy going in there after either going to St. Jack's or Jacqueline now. And I, I was thinking, well, they should be a lot busier. I love this ice cream. I need to get you Jacqueline because I sat with Maddie from Eater uh, the other night for dinner, and he said that's the restaurant he's most excited about right now. I, have, I enjoy I enjoy Jacqueline. I haven't been in a while. but Yeah, well, it. maybe we can jump over there, have dinner, and then I'll go home and go to sleep, and you can go out <laughs> and have a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, uh, I've got a couple of little ones on the coast because we're coming up on summer here that I wanted to mention. Okay. That I don't even know anything about one of them. I'm just glad that it's opening. Uh, there's a, in the former Vino Manzanita space, there is a whiskey bar opening up soon. I believe it's called McGregor's. Um, and uh, looking forward to having a new place to go out there. And then one other place I wanted to mention, you know, I'm, I always enjoy Albatross and Astoria, and there's so many good Drina Daisy, great dining options up there. 
But Julie Lee, who was on the podcast a few months ago, had clued me into a Mexican place called uh, La Cabana de Raya um, in Astoria. And it's on um, Young's, what is it, Young's Lake there? or uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's a beautiful view. I would think in summertime, the Mexican food is fantastic. And I would think in the summertime, that's a nice little place if you find yourself out on the coast later in the day and want to have a nice uh, nice meal with some atmosphere. I like it. Just thought I'd mention it. Gotcha. And here are some existing restaurants and some also some restaurant news which may people may have heard about. I went to a Jolly Lad and Roe collaboration dinner. And so Trent, it's nice to see Trent Pierce back in the kitchen. And he's already, he's a, he, he previously announced his new location, which is in Morgan's Alley, just a block or two away from Nordstrom in downtown. And I've, I, I think it's going to be open, opening in July or so. So I'm excited to see what Trent does with Row 2.0. Yeah, we had him on. We had him on. Actually, it's opening a little later than I think he anticipated. Um, but that's an exci- That's going to be right. That's got to be one of the most anticipated openings in Portland yes. this year. Um, departure. Greg Gorday has the new spring menu. Uh, I tried a number of the new dishes. Love the cauliflower and asparagus dish. There's a great, great crispy stri- striped bass dish with green mango, chili lime, and cashews. He's got two killer desserts. One of them is a frozen strawberry mousse, and another is a coconut ash pudding. Speaking of desserts, we have castanas. I went for a 10-course dessert tasting. Four of them were new from um, Justin Woodward and his pastry chef, Gio Salas, and couple of the new desserts, was one was a satsuma mandarin ice with tonka bean mousse and olive oil jam. Another one was rice and coconut ice cream with a rice rice veil and sake, sake and kefir lime ice. Uh, yeah, and Gio said, what do you want? Justin said, I can make you, uh, Justin wants me to make you, make you a dessert. I said, chocolate. She said, we don't have chocolate. I said, chocolate. So she made me a chocolate donut with some vanilla, homemade vanilla ice cream, which delicious but that's not on the menu sorry just, boys just like that yep very nice hey I, I generally don't ask this without knowing but i'm just curious i want to go to morgan street theater those dessert uh-huh. uh jared des- yeah. jared those dessert events have you been i i did i i i normally don't in i excluding castani i don't normally eat a lot of ice cream i try not to or i i do but i try to bring probiotics or lactate but i've been once if not twice i have to bring a doctor's note to do that and i haven't been able to procure that yet (laughs) that's just it's ice cream not just it's special ice cream and they have themed nights i really wish and i'm going to be away i really wish i had uh gone to the i think it hasn't even happened yet the dr seuss themed uh Prop, yeah, that he has. So, and he invited me, and I can't make it. So, I was going to ask you. I'll just mention next time we get together, um, I will have. I'll be able to talk a little bit about Hot Luck in Austin, Texas. I'm heading down there tomorrow for that. Uh, the folks who run Feast, Carrie and Janie and Mike, are uh, putting on their first ever Hot Luck with Aaron Franklin and a lot of Portland chefs. And we're going to see Adam Sappington down there. Uh, Nong is going to be down there, and uh, the list is pretty good. I'm sorry if I didn't mention everybody. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I will talk a little bit about that next month. 
Do you have anything in the next month that you have your eyes on that we're, we're going to be talking about in the next edition of your update? Uh, Confont and Alto Bajo open up at the end of the month. One opens on May 30th, open, next one opens, the other one opens on May 31st. I don't know, I can't remember which is which, but both of those places will open up. But I also want to take, do a quick thing about Lovely 5050. I, I hadn't been in about a year. I went with Vince, Mallory, and Gio, some friends of mine, and we had just a fantastic, fantastic meal at Lovely 5050. Easily one of the best and most unique pizzas in Portland. Sarah Minnick just kills it. You know, we had a moral, uh, moral mushroom pizza with ramps and, and, and mustard flowers, a, a stinging nettles pizza with some, with some tilagio and some pancetta. It, it really is a very special, personal, I think all restaurants, I guess, are personal, but all, I mean, like, Sarah really imprints her personality on that place, lovely 50-50, great ice cream, too, um, can't recommend a place more than Lovely 5050. All right, Gary. That's it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure dining with you last evening. I always say we need to do that more often, and it's always a pleasure. At least we know we're going to meet with you here once a month, and thank well, you. You're welcome. This is all, folks. See you later. See you next month. And he's out. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans. Unsurpassed quality. From the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland. West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Ristretto Roasters. With five locations throughout Portland, Ristretto Roasters offers some of the finest locally roasted coffee in the city with gorgeous environments and service with big smiles. Let Ristretto make your day better with a cup or two of great coffee or beans to go. La Ruta PDX. Get tickets now for the first ever La Ruta PDX Festival. Top chefs from Spain and around the world. Join forces with chefs from Portland dedicated to Spanish cuisine. It's a gastronomic festival July 14th through the 16th. That's four days of dinners, events, workshops, demos, and cultural experiences. Find out more and buy tickets at larutapdx.com and buy Portland Food Adventures. Imagine eating your way through Barcelona with Italo's Jose Chesa or Tuscany with Lardo and Grasa's Rick Gincarelli. Join right at the Fork host Chris Angeles with these great chefs in Europe this fall. Get more information under the blog tab at portlandfoodadventures.com where you can contact Chris directly. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at foodpodcastpdx or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 